Welcome back to episode 44 of the Second Unit Podcast. My name is Zach Parsons, as always. I'm joined by my co-host, Jake Devon, Alex Savin, with producer Ben on the ones and twos. Uh, today, we are going to talk about Pascal Siakam becoming an Indiana Pacer. We did it. It's we fun. did it. Uh, we are going to recap Super Wildcard Weekend. Had some pretty poo-poo games, but some pretty... Everything uh, sucked except one. Uh, yep, everything sucked except one, but some pretty relevant stuff coming from that. Um that's really, and we want to talk about some coaches. Uh, you know, a bunch of bunch of coaches retiring uh, last week that we need to get to. I have some crazy Nick Saban stats I want to get to uh, towards the end. But right. anyway, let's start with uh, the breaking news of the day. Literally a few hours ago. Yeah, Pascal Siakam uh, traded to the Indiana Pacers for three first round picks: two in 2024, one in 2026. Bruce Brown and Jordan Nuara is what the Pacers gave up for Pascal Siakam has this is the last year on his contract looking for a max contract next year Alex Saban what were your thoughts of the trade when you saw it amazing 10 out of 10 love it already they it sounds like a lot to give up three firsts but when you really break it down two firsts this year should be at best late teens right now they're slotted to be 17 and 27 okay so yeah so yeah. In the weakest NBA drive in 15 years. Yeah. Supposedly. Yeah. Supposedly. And um, unfortunately, it's kind of hard to admit, we as an organization have not been great at drafting players, especially late in first rounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, what we typically like to do is draft a guy who's a bench player for about three years, yep. and then they are off our team, and then in another two to three years, those guys are out of the NBA. Who's your favorite Pacers first round pick of the last 10 years? Are we being silly or are we being for real? Silly. Oh, TJ Lee. There you go. TJ Lee. That's, yeah. That's an easy one. Easy. Yeah. That um, was a bad one. But yeah, so if we're giving up TJ Leaf, uh, Aaron Holiday, I think was 23rd mm-hmm. overall. Goga Batadze was 18. Who's yeah. balling this year? Go, shout out to Goga. He's averaging 77. Yeah. Love what he's doing in Orlando. Good so, for him. Yeah, Glad he's not on our team. Don't want to knock that, but again, not a great draft pick for us. Uh, but we're giving up basically those guys to have an all-star caliber player. And then Bruce Brown, that was just kind of a big log jam at that position. And I mean, that contract was a trade asset he, exactly. like, as soon as he signed he it. He wasn't going to come back next year right. anyways. So losing him, you know, it was fun to have him for the couple months we did. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm not yeah, I'm not hurting for him yeah, yeah, to be gone. And Nora couldn't crack the and Nora, Right. And Nora, when he played, the garbage minutes that he played looked cool. But <laughs> looked cool. <laughs> That's about it. Yeah. Like he had like what, like a 30 point game yeah. last year, I think. So I, I hope he gets more opportunity with another team. But again, not in our no. rotation. We're in my brain giving up very, very little yeah. to get an all star caliber player. Right. Love it. And someone that we can now convince over the next three months to resign an in indie instead of, you know, I just was trying to convince him this summer. I, Woj was on. A little before this and he was saying that Halliburton and Siakam have had a lot of conversations, um, conversations like prior mm-hmm. to this about essentially trying yeah. to end up together and Woj even kind of hinted at uh, a lot of other teams were kind of hesitant to try to go get Siakam because they assumed Siakam would sign with Indy oh, if he didn't go back to Toronto because we were going to have money right. or you know whatever it was 
And then there was also some tie-in that Nemhard's agent is Siakam's agent, mm-hmm. so they already have like okay. a familiarity. I didn't know so that. there were yeah, there were a lot of things that got me excited yeah. of, you know, Halliburton was already working for it. We already have an in with the agent. Right. He apparently wants to be here with Tyrese. So I don't think you give up again, they're not great first round picks, but I don't think you give up three first round picks yeah. if you're not seventy five yeah. plus percent sure that you're gonna have him longer than just one year. Yeah. The so, two-man game between the two of them is going to be awesome. Yeah, and to get into the nitty-gritty of this a little bit, the listener might have questions of why we would trade for a guy we could be able to sign outright in the offseason. Huge part of this is that the Pacers retain Pascal Siakam's bird rights, mm-hmm. which allows them to sign him for an extra year, correct? Yep. And for more money. So that is... The Pacers can offer him the most money of anybody in right. the team. And that's off-season. that's huge for Pascal, a huge bargaining chip that the Pacers will now hold as well in uh, next next year's free agency. A couple points I wanted to hit on, mm-hmm. just real quick. Jordan Wara, I think he's going to have like a 10-year NBA career because he's a 3 and D guy. Those guys always have long careers. Mm-hmm. So I, I really hope the best. Jordan Wara always seemed like one of the best teammates on the team. Mm-hmm. I love that guy. Um he was a great little piece in that trade we got a year and a half ago or so. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so my initial thoughts, I thought we gave up a lot, but then saving broke it down good. I think that you're right. When you said that we don't really draft late, my mind immediately went to like Nimhard, but then I got to really thinking about it. In the last 13 or 14 years, the only like second round picks I think we've hit on are Nimhard and Lance Stevenson. Lance. Right? So... I think this is a really great trade. People forget that Pascal Siakam not only is a two-time All-Star, two-time All-Pro. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's an averaging over 20 points a game. This is going to not only open up the floor for everyone because he takes pressure off on the offensive end. It's going to open up Matherin. It's going to open up Miles Turner. Uh, Halliburton's going to be in heaven, be able to pass to this guy. And when and they de- blitz, defensively, he's going to help so much. He's going to help too. And when they blitz Halliburton, because Halliburton's yeah. been blitzed a lot this uh, this season because he's our only main scorer, he can just throw it to Pascal, and I think Pascal can make something happen. And I think I think Siakam and Miles Turner will be able to play well off of each other too. I don't think we're going yeah. to worry about the double center. No, they're totally two yeah. different bigs. Yeah, Pascal's a true four. Yeah. in this league. Um, but yeah, I I thought he. You know who he reminds me of? Who a better Thad Young. Mm. He's a better version of what Thaddeus Young was, who came to the Pacers on almost the exact same age. Yeah. So it's interesting to see. Hopefully, Pascal can keep this level of play for two, three, four years. Mm-hmm. And that's what that'll really open up this window for the Indiana Pacers to compete deep into the playoffs. Yeah. I think this team can win a first round playoff series now. And I know that probably doesn't sound like a ton to people, but like. The Pacers, the last, what, five or six years have been in this, like, constant state of either we win enough to make the playoffs and get bounced in the first round, that was the Nate McMillan special, or we have just not made the playoffs the last few years, and that sucked too. So now I think we've finally gotten to the point where we can – or where we're going to make the playoffs, and I think we can win a playoff series. I I really do. I agree. Especially if we finish in this top six. We need to finish in the top six. Avoid the play-in. Do you? Oh, go ahead. I, it's just nice that we're not settling for mediocrity. Yeah. yeah. Like we're Big going team. out trying to make a splash to put us, you know, onto the next level. Well, because I, I, the Simons are getting older. They probably want to win sooner rather than later if they can. They've Carl, already set up a succession plan. This, yeah. This season, they sold a 20% stake in the Indiana Pacers mm-hmm. to a guy that's been with the organization around the organization Forever. for a long time. I don't know his name right now off the top of my head, but they're setting up this succession plan <laughs> to get out of this. But thing. Carlisle is also old. Like Carlisle is oh, not yeah, he's in, in the 60s. position to be, you know, like, mm-hmm. okay, let's like try to figure it out. Maybe next year is going to be our year. Like 
This Gotta year, I this year I expect us to make the playoffs and kind of win a playoff series if this goes the way I think it's going to go. We just got to stay healthy. Yeah. Now, so we didn't have to include any of these um, like uh, expiring contracts in this in this deal. Buddy Heald, Jalen Smith, Obi Toppin. Do you see the Pacers making a move before the deadline involving a couple of those guys? to turn them into maybe something better, maybe like recoup some of the draft picks. Like, what do you, what do you think happens here? I, I thought about this a lot. That question was raised in our, in our group chat before. I think that now because of what happened, I think Buddy Heald will stay throughout the, his contract Mm -hmm. because I think that his relationship with Halliburton is huge. His, his chemistry with the team is huge. He does open up a lot of options uh, for the second unit. Mm -hmm. I think he'll continue to come off the bench. Um, I think that I think that will keep him. And I, yeah. maybe if anyone gets moved, I could see like one of Obi Toppin or Jalen Smith, but I don't know what you could really bring back for just one of those. Yeah, because we just kind of have a log jam there at, at right? the four and five. Yeah. So it's like that's I don't know about Buddy, but I do think one of those guys will get moved. How about you? Yeah, because I could see if they wanted to package Buddy's contract with Jalen Smith because mm-hmm. he's younger. We'll just go with that. Yeah. Like Buddy Heald and Jalen Smith to get a pretty solid guy yeah. to play plenty. But I don't expect that necessarily because I agree with the Halliburton Buddy Heald relationship. Like and how I much think, better does it get them? Buddy? Right. Getting yeah. a new superstar on the team. You kind of want to see that out. The only move I would think maybe is more of like a do right by Jalen Smith kind of thing. Like let him go for like maybe a second trade. round pick I was gonna say, just maybe because for like, a couple hey, seconds, yeah. right. We're not going to have minutes for you now that we made this move and yeah. you know, just I could so you see can go elsewhere, but I don't think they want to or need to right. send anybody I else out or bring anybody else in. Now. I, I, I will say, watch out. Here's my prediction. Watch out for the Lakers. I think if the Lakers wanted to offer a salary match for Buddy Heald and one of these fours, Obi or Jalen, and give us back like Jalen Hushafino, I think the Pacers could be interested in that. Yeah, a young that. guy under team control for four years and then package salary that the Pacers could use at the three and the Lakers get back a good shooting mm-hmm. option. That's what they need right now. I, I could see something like that happening. I but think it, you'd have to I blow away the Pacers, in yeah. my opinion. And I, they're not going to just give them away for free. No. Yeah, the uh, that is an interesting, interesting thought. Yeah, like Jalen Hutchfiner, Max Christie, or like one of these young guys that uh, you know. Are we are we in the trust tree? Yeah, you want Jalen Hutchfiner or you don't want Jalen? I Hutch- don't. Not even a little bit. <laughs> See, I think not at all. I think that throwing him in this LA team is is too bright right now for Jalen. Yeah, but I think that Jalen could still be a good NBA player. Oh yeah, big time. And I, I, I'm the biggest Indiana hater in this room. <laughs> yeah, and that's, you, what, that's so. why I want to make sure it was the trust tree. Oh my God, I just watched a lot of that guy play college basketball, and he's either gonna look incredible and drop thirty points, or he is going to be a black hole and shoot ten percent. And yeah. there's no real middle ground. I think. Well, because I think he in college he was a really good defender too. I was impressed with the way he could like defend college guys. I'm going to be honest; I haven't watched much of him in the pros, so he's probably not doing that great. But uh, yeah, I would take a chance on him if they wanted to do something like that for Buddy. But. It would just take an asset like Buddy, who's not going to be on this team next yeah, year, and 100%. turn it into an asset that's under team control. Yep. Sure. Uh, that's all the Pacer stuff I have. Um, the only NBA thing I wanted to bring up: Did you see Gigi Jackson's? Um, reaction to him talking to Shaq after the TNT game the other night. He dropped 23 points. Um, 
against the Warriors on TNT, and he's the youngest player in the NBA. He was born uh, December 17, 2004. Jeez. Nope. Uh, Don't like crazy. that. And, nope. and just his reaction to just hearing Shaq talk good, like say nice things about him, he was like so jazzed and was like, Shaq was his guy growing up and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So that was pretty cool to see. One more underrated thing about this Pacers trade, real quick. Pacers are going to have two All-Stars, so that's fun on, in an All-Star game that's going to be in Indianapolis. We're going to have Siakam and Talburn. Is Siakam going to make the All-Star team? I, I think he will. Okay. I really think I he don't will. know what the All-Star voting that situation is. That would be good. Man, that would be all-time fun situation. Like, you get traded, the deadline's what, like, yeah. is the deadline the All-Star break? It's or like right before. There. Yeah. But just that, hey, I'm on a new team, and wow, I'm an All-Star, and now it's my new team. Mm-hmm. That'd be kind of sick. That would yeah. be cool. I also saw... <laughs> Saw a hilarious tweet from Kenny Moore, like the Colts yeah. corner, yeah. and he tweeted and he said, "All right, we're gonna meet Siakam at the airport because they built one-on-one. they built that court inside <laughs> yeah. the airport because the All Star game." He said we're gonna see Siakam at the airport and he's gonna play everybody one on one and then we'll see. Yep. <laughs> yeah, that court is sick. My dad. Uh, they should do some PR there. That would be really cool for everyone involved. You know, my dad went to Boston last week and he said the court, like you know, was like pretty fucking wild that there's just a fucking basketball court in the except airport. i heard you're not allowed to play on it no yeah, i'm I don't sure know you're not <laughs> which is bullshit what's, what's the, point? the point it's a basketball court yeah. right yeah airport's a public space yeah <laughs> friends can listen in this love in the dark um <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's move on to the nfl super wild card weekend um i was just gonna start with the well you said you want to do dolphins chiefs last so we'll just yep. start with the first game and yep. then work our way uh browns at texans the Texans won forty-five to fourteen. The clock yeah. strikes out, or the you know the clock ran out at midnight. midnight yep. Yeah, they struck at midnight there on Flacco. That was a tough one. <laughs> Flacco turned back into an old punk. Yeah, uh, we saw the rarely seen back-to-back pick six in this game, which was tough. Um, and then C.J. Stroud is just the fucking man. That yeah, awesome. Did you see the clip of Zaire Franklin's podcast with EJ Speed? I did not. They were talking about C.J. and there he Zaire was basically just saying. The way that uh, CJ manipulates the defense with his eyes, with his shoulder, the way he drops back is stuff that he sees from guys in year six, year seven. Mm-hmm. He's just so far advanced. He's showing that to the world right Not now. Not a dumb dumb. And yeah, CJ Stroud is is going to be amazing. It's going to be really, really good for a long time. Boy, do I have egg on my <laughs> face. Yeah, he's awesome. Um, does this... Uh, <laughs> I was talking with a uh, friend of the show, Tyler Kaiser, today, and I asked him if it upset him when he realized that the Colts probably could have won this game if if you guys would have made the playoffs? No, I we definitely could have won the game. Okay, all right. La- last week's playoff game, or week 18, that was a playoff game. That is the hardest game yeah. that we would have had yeah. that in, going into the playoffs. Because the Browns like, played like poo. The, yeah. defense, the defense on the road, I was looking at the, the splits, so they're home and away splits. Like, they're just a bad defense on the road i don't know what the hell the difference is but i mean yeah we we've put up 30 something points on the first game against mm-hmm. the browns i really think that we could have yeah. won this game um is that a testament to the dog pound they're yeah, just I think so, so loud that opposing offenses just can't do anything so. in you know i don't know woof woof <laughs> 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 um but yeah that just cj stroud's awesome nico collins is really good this is a team that doesn't have tank dell I'm excited to see how they handle the Ravens. I think that's going to be a fun game. I'm really ex- excited this offseason to see them spend big money on a wide receiver. 
because they think they could. They have the the salary cap to go out and get one of these big like free agent wide receivers to put with Tank Dell and Nico Collins, like a T. Higgins for C.J. Stroud. I think would be awesome. So, uh, future is bright in Houston. Um, good for them. Good for them. Yeah. Packers Cowboys. Let's do it. Uh. Packers beat the Cowboys in Dallas 48-32. Alex, I'm going to start with you on this one. I don't – I just – Give me – I need you to start because I need you to do your thing and talk me out of – give me reasons why Jordan Love is not the guy. So – Why is he still not the guy? So – Because I'm getting overly concerned he could be the guy. I'm not there yet, but he could be, and I hate it. I I have one note on this game. Jordan Love is good. I got nothing nothing left. He's good. He's the guy. We're going to have to fucking deal with worst. this bullshit for another 10 years. TJ's listening to this. It is fucking... The only solace we have is that they play the San Francisco 49ers this weekend, and they will not beat the San Francisco 49ers. But just in case I, they do, I bet the Packers 30-1 to one to win the Super Bowl. That's the only thing I can do. That's the only thing I have left. Yeah, that's smart. That's smart. That's smart. Yeah. I appreciate you for that. Yeah. Do you want to hear something crazy? I'm sure you guys might already know this, but here's something crazy about Jordan Love, right? Uh, okay. So CJ Stroud had an incredible performance, right? Mm-hmm. He, he played amazing. CJ Stroud went 16 of 21 for 274 yards and three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Jordan Love went 16 for 21, 272 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. In Dallas. Yeah. Against a team that didn't lose at home. Yeah. A uh, great Cowboys team that finished second in the conference. No, uh, so you, you guys said, should be a little panicked. Less, I, less yards than CJ Stroud, though? Uh, two. Not two, as many two, yards? Yes. Oh, I not as many I didn't yards. ask how many. Less <laughs> yards? Yes or no? Fact or fiction? Yes. Oh, yards. okay. Okay. Uh, so he's so we not, got he's not as good then. as CJ Stroud. Right, right, right. So in cool, the exact cool. same quarterback rating. This, uh, this team is completely different when Aaron Jones is healthy. The last month of the season when he's been healthy, he's been the best running back in the NFL. Had three more touchdowns in this game. Workhorse. Um, and these fucking receivers just come out of nowhere. Like Dontanian Wicks and Bo Melton. And uh, like, who are these Jamokes? Romeo Dobbs had the best game of his career. Yeah. Romeo Dobbs looked like Granny Moss. Yeah, he did. It was bullshit. <laughs> Guys, the Packers are good. It do be like that. Say something mean about the Packers. Okay, what's going on with AJ Dillon? That guy stinks. Yeah, that Remember, guy. He was supposed to be good. And his he legs was supposed are huge. to be the guy. So like they used a second even, round pick on him. Yeah, he's not Stupid. even healthy. He can't yeah. even play. What a trash organization. Yeah. This is insane. Could you imagine using a second round pick oh on a running gosh. back and then him not working out? And Stupid. how dumb is Jair Alexander? Am I right? Yeah. Stupid. No, um, I, I have to be for real about it. The Packers do look really good. Yeah. I hope it stops in San Francisco. Yeah. But good for you, Jordan Love. You're better than we thought. People talked a lot of shit about you. I guess you're doing just fine. Two NFC North teams won playoff games. This, you know, they Fuck did. <laughs> they best did, best know. division. Best in, division in, fo- in football. We just were playing in a really tough division. Yeah. people didn't notice. Right, they had no idea. Our best teams weren't that bad. Best division in football. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. we have to play elite company six times a year. Yeah. I'm glad you guys are at least coming around. Jordan loves it. They're going to lose next week and it doesn't matter. It just would be so unfair if they did this bullshit with Brett Favre. Aaron Rodgers sat and did nothing for years and then became the guy for like 15 years. And if it fucking happens the exact same way again, like, does this that's cheating? Does this something like. 
did uh, Curly Lambo, Vince Lombardi, did somebody like make a deal with the devil that like, hey, we're always going to have a guy. Yeah. Like there's always going to be somebody waiting in the wings and it's just going to work out. Here's what I hope happens with this Jordan Love thing. Okay. Is we end up looking back on this and we think to ourselves, remember when we had to sit there and say, wow, Jordan Love's so good because we're looking back mm-hmm. at how much he stinks. Right. And we're like, can you believe awesome. there was a time that we were sitting here talking about, wow, he looks so good. Mm-hmm. Is he the guy? And we're just laughing about but it. But also, just laughing. we about said it. last week, think about it, year of tape on him now. He's fucked next year. Whole year. Do you guys tape. want one more piece of bad news though? No. <laughs> Well, uh, I'm no. gonna give it to you. The Packers the are the youngest team in the NFL. That doesn't matter. That does matter. <laughs> does matter. I don't believe that. <laughs> That's true. I don't want your facts. <laughs> I don't want your facts. I'm gonna believe what I want to believe. This is America, <laughs> so I can say that. I don't care if they're facts. I decided I didn't like it, so refused. Is <laughs> I think Tony Pollard is gonna be off this team, right? Tony Pollard's not. not yeah. Very so good. so let's talk about the Cowboys. Then yeah, the Cowboys got to get talked about. Uh, Tony Pollard, the thing they're missing is a guy that can run in between the tackles. They don't have that. Tony Pollard is fine as a as a you give him 10, 15 touches a game, but if when you need him to be your workhorse, he's just not really it. They might need Ezekiel Elliott. Would be nice to have a guy like that, <laughs> wouldn't it? I mean, the good news for the uh, for the Cowboys is that you can draft running backs yeah. all throughout the draft. That'll hit. I mean, Isaiah Pacheco was a seventh round pick. Do they fire Mike McCarthy? Yeah, hundred percent. He's a hundred percent call. Who do you think takes that job? Um, hmm. The coaching carousel that, that's, begins. That's so tough. I would really like to see. I think Vrabel down there would be really good. Yeah, in my opinion. I think Vrabel. See, the problem is with the Cowboys' job is that. You can't have a type A personality because of Jerry Jones. Right. And like Vrabel and Jerry Jones just won't work out. Belichick and Jerry Jones won't won't work work out. out. But the problem is they need they need a guy that's gonna come in there and and tell people how it is. I don't I don't think Mike McCarthy's that guy to do something like that. You know Well, that's because Jerry Jones won't hire someone like that because the person that will come in and tell the team how it is will also tell Jerry Jones to his face how it is and he won't like that. Yeah. So that's why I think we're going to have this continuous like stretch of, unfortunately, until Jerry goes, I don't think the Cowboys are going to get the right guys in the building to win a Super Bowl in Dallas, unfortunately. I mean, that's been the conversation since Troy Aikman left. So. Yeah. But, like, I know, but just, like, this group in particular, like, these last, like, five years, the Cowboys have been on the cusp of, like, I mean, this roster was good enough. Yeah, to do it that's this what year. I'm saying. It's like it, they they have the guys. It's just they can't get it done. And they even were at home in this playoff game and got smoked. It was bad. Yeah, yeah this year will haunt Cowboys fans like some of the years haunt Colts fans yeah. because this this roster was way good enough to do it. Uh huh. Big time. I love it. Fuck the Cowboys, right? Yeah. Well, the actual worst human being I've ever come across personally yeah. in my entire life. Yeah. Parsons and I live together, our downstairs neighbor, just like an all-time shit human being. Mm-hmm. Huge Cowboys fan. So this happening makes me happy That's because true. I bet that asshole's not happy. True. Fuck that guy. Rams versus Lions. This was the best the playoff best game of the weekend. Uh, the Lions win 24-23 in a game that had five touchdowns in the first half. Uh, had did your touchdown scores hit? <laughs> so we did this hilarious five thing, touchdowns. Right? Your touchdown scores hit. You we had a two great prank, right? Okay, super good prank. There were probably seven, 
maybe eight. We'll keep it seven. We'll keep it fun. Yeah. Seven like relevant position players, like running backs, wide receivers, mm-hmm. tight ends between both the teams. In the first half, there were five touchdowns by five different players. Mm-hmm. You'll never guess which two we picked. <laughs> the only two that didn't get touchdowns. Wait, while we're on the topic, though, Ben's definitely hit, right? <laughs> Damn, Ben's catching uh, strays here, too. Oh, wait, only mine hit? Dang. Wow. That's crazy how the turntables turn. Well, as I say. <laughs> Colts didn't make the playoffs. You have. <laughs> they did not. They did not. You you don't have much room to talk until you, you start getting a couple of these uh, in a row. So, But it was a good one. Nico Collins, congratulations. That Thank was you. a good one. Um, but with this game, the, the biggest takeaway I had was I can't believe Sam Laporte's leg works. I cannot either. He practiced in full again this week. How? He's a robot. How? You know what it is? His knee bent backwards. His I, knee shouldn't have bent that way. You know what it is though? He's young. These yeah, young guys, true. true. you know, they heal faster, shoot him up with Toradol and then run him out there. Yeah. That is crazy. Also, especially as a tight end, he has the benefit of um, being on the same team as Kirby Joseph. So he doesn't have yeah. to worry about getting his knee exploded by Kirby Joseph. True. True. Because that's kind of been the new thing. The MO. He with just Kirby did it Joseph. to Higby. He did it to Hawkinson, Hawkinson a couple weeks ago. Yeah. So Laporta doesn't have to worry about that. Yeah. Good for him. It's like, but the problem is, where are you supposed to tackle these big tight ends? They weigh 260 pounds. Yeah. They're rumbling down the field. Well, because you can't, you can't tackle them up high. Can't hit them in the head. Got to hit yeah. them low. And then, guess, I mean, this was the same thing that happened to Gronk. I mean, these big tight ends, you got to tackle them low. And then there goes your knee. Sucks. And there it goes. Yeah. Kirby Joseph, pride of the University of Illinois. I have one takeaway about this game, but it's not about the game. Okay. So do you want to do it now? Sure. I am sick of Kelly Stafford. Yeah, she sucks. Can she go away? Yeah. She just has all. She just cannot help herself but get on some podcast and say some stuff that is detrimental to the Rams, detrimental to her husband. Yeah. I'd be so upset. It was the thing in the off season about how Matt Stafford doesn't know his teammates and has to have a flip book of faces. Mm-hmm. That it's like, okay, Kelly, we probably could have kept that one in house. <laughs> right. And then it's the the whole story. She made it about her and oh, they booed my kids. They weren't booing your kids. They were booing the Rams. Yeah. They're booing your husband. He plays for the different team now. This happened to Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning got booed when he came back as a Bronco. Like, this happens. Yeah. Your fans aren't going to root for the guy when he's wearing a different uniform. Yeah. At deep, deep down, fans do not root for players. No. Deep, deep down, no. we root for a jersey. Yeah. I root for the blue it's and white even, jersey. It's not even deep down. That's just, That's just exactly the fact. what it is. You yeah. root for the blue and white jersey, and you root for your city, yeah. and you want good things to happen to you as a fan base. Like mm-hmm. that, Everybody is intrinsically just, what's the right word? Is not, like, they're about themselves. Mm-hmm. Like, everybody, <laughs> it doesn't matter how good you were for that franchise. Matt Stafford finally delivered and brought a playoff win to Detroit. If, no, Jared Goff. No, Matt Stafford, because he lost. Oh, nice. Okay, there you go. Nice. That wasn't, he didn't. <laughs> nice. Uh, Real quick, what are Stafford's kids' names? I don't know. Well, I hate no. them. <laughs> Why? Tell her. I just hate Kelly. I don't just tell hate, her. I don't hate uh, Matt's kids, but. He said that she said, this woman has not showed up on my stuff at all. Oh, my really? last update well, on her was, didn't she have like a she brain tumor or yeah. something like years ago? Yeah. That's my last update on her. I was not aware she was in places, but if she thinks people are booing her kids, I'll give her a reason. Whatever their kids' name are. I hate the kids specifically. <laughs> I'm fine with Matt Stafford. I don't mind his wife. No, it's Matt's the kids. awesome. All right. Yeah. Boo Stafford children. Yeah, I, uh. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But 
The Lions are good, guys. You the guys Lions have been good. all year talking. The Lions aren't as good as everybody thinks. The Lions are not going to win the division. Don't the say Lions. you guys. No, you guys both have. Both Don't of you did not you pick guys. the. Look back on it. Did either of you pick the Lions to win the division when yeah, everybody three knew? Three months ago, sure. But when everyone this is knew, the guy that's been saying it all year. Yeah. I've been the one that has been sucking their dick all year. But going into the season, everyone knew this was the year for the that's Lions. That's fine. Three months ago, we're. I don't say all year because all year after that, I have been pro lions he has been anti okay that's that's more fair but that's <laughs> fine but there's been a lot of lion slander on this podcast that has to be talked about the lions are good the, the best thing they're still so not that good and they deserve their shot <laughs> the last time they won a playoff game we weren't even born none of us in this room were born it was 1991 troy aikman said congrats to the lions on the game he did the bucks eagles they last time they won a playoff game he was playing that's jarring to think about yeah i think uh i hope they win the super bowl i think I'm for the lions I think Jared Goff did enough to win this game, but I mean, I don't think who they got next week. They have at home against the Bucks. A very winnable game. They might win that game. Then, oh, <laughs> the Lions are probably going to end up in the they, NFC Championship. They can get to the NFC Championship, and I might not be ready to say that they're good. They're right. still not crazy that good. Who who did they just beat? What they beat the Rams. The Rams. Were, the Rams are good. <laughs> Six weeks ago. Were the Rams even being talked about making the playoffs? No, they got hot. They had a good enough veteran roster. They made it. Rams aren't anything special. You can't they beat them by one. Control who you play in the playoffs. I'm just saying <laughs> the Lions continue to do what they're supposed to do. They just haven't done anything to impress me. They haven't done anything this is just to NFC blow North my Lions. mind and make me think, wow, that's a really great football team. I can sit here and be They're happy doing for fine. the Texans. I don't know how you guys cannot sit They're here and be happy fine. for the Lions. Don't say Saving. I don't understand how Saving cannot right. be. <laughs> this, I hope the, the Lions guy. deserve to win the Super Bowl. I don't think they will. I hope they I hope What the they fuck do. does that mean? They deserve to win the Super Bowl? This fan base has been starred forever. I hope it's like Lions-Bills. That would be the dream scenario. Okay. Um did this, the Vikings deserve to win a Super Bowl? Because we've literally. Never I would done love it. to. I would love to see the Vikings make a deep run in the playoffs. I really would. Oh, we've done those. Well, <laughs> Plenty of those. We've done those four times. We've made the deepest of runs without doing the see, thing. See, unlike you guys, well, Saban doesn't root against the Colts. Parsons roots against the Colts. They, I root for your teams because I understand. I feel it. You guys deserve I'm it. Move on. Uh, Puka Nakua set a rookie record, rookie playoff record in this game: nine catches, one eighty-one, and a touchdown. Um, he was unbelievable. Amon Ra yep. had an uh, incredible game, nine catches for 110 yards. But, yeah, that second half, the defense was just clamps, and yep. the, the Lions' defense was a little better than the Rams in the second half, and that's yep. what this defense or this game came down to. Kyron Williams getting hurt in the fourth quarter didn't yep. help things. He broke his hand. He's a stud. Higby tore his ACL. Hey, Higby tore the fuck out of his ACL. So um, happy for the Lions. They got the Bucks next week. Uh, let's move on to Bill Steelers really quick. Bills went 31-17. It wasn't really – I mean, there was like a little run there at the end, but it wasn't anything that close. The Bills just keep getting hurt. They lost uh, their middle linebacker. Um, Matt Milano. Nope. Lost him already. He's out for the year. Tory Bernard, is that his name? Something Bernard. Uh, he – is out for the year, or maybe not out for the year, but was out for this game. A.J. Klein, who was unemployed like two weeks ago, came in, led the team in tackles, uh, which was very impressive. The Steelers, they did as much as they could with Mason Rudolph. Talk, if you guys want to talk about a team that doesn't deserve to be here, that's that's the Steelers. <laughs> that's, that's, that's the Steelers. Uh, 
what the fuck do the Steelers do about Kenny Pickett? Yeah, because that's a disaster. Ke- Kenny situation. Pickett's not hurt right now, is he? Correct. I saw a couple weeks ago. He got ago, Wally pipped. He, he got hurt. The backup played better than yeah. he did. I saw something that said he refused to be the backup. Yes. He said, I will not be the backup. Yep. Well, then. Uh, he's got to go. Yeah. He can't stay. Yeah. There's going to be a competition in the offseason, and we'll see what happens in August. Yeah. That's what's going to yeah, happen. I think so, too. But it's just like a crazy situation. Like I feel like like not a lot of people were talking about that. That yeah. Mason. Well, that's, I saw one then, tweet about it a yeah. week or two ago, and I didn't really hear anything else about it. But that's why I was unsure. But that's insane. And this is a bigger discussion, and I think this is has to be a rule change. But the Josh Allen fifty-two yard touchdown run he had on the fake slide—that shit needs to be banned. See, I don't think he fake slid. I think he cut really slow. I, I, I think it was it a really looked like slow he was cut. going down, and then I think you, it was BS that the the then slide after got called for unnecessary roughness because I understand that yeah. Josh was barely sliding yeah. when he got hit. Yeah, it wasn't like he was all the way fully right. slid. So I do understand some of that. I yeah. get that, but but I, I just think that right. It can't. You can't have it both ways. I agree. As a defender, what are you supposed right. to do? Because when he starts chopping his yeah. legs down, like, oh, he's stopping. Yeah. I need to pull up, and then he goes again. Yeah. So then, of course, the next time, yeah. you're not going to pull up all the way. But then you get called for a penalty. Yeah, yeah, so that's, you can't win. That's so that right. that is something that I think needs to be addressed this offseason because it was a very cool play, but it's just not fair for the defense. I I don't have any stats to to back this up. This is a purely vibes okay. thing I'm about to say. Love this. This feels like a Josh Allen legacy year. It just doesn't... I don't know if the Bills get stopped. Mm. I don't think Josh Allen... I think Josh Allen is going to will this team to a Super Bowl win. I, I don't know. That'd be crazy. I, it will be crazy. It just feels... It just Bills Chiefs this weekend. It's hey, starting to feel that way. It's in Buffalo this time, yeah? In Buffalo. In Buffalo. Okay. I think that's the difference. In Huge Buffalo. difference, yeah. Uh, anything else before we move on? Nah, not from that game. Not from that game. Bucks Eagles. Baker was awesome. Bucks beat the Eagles thirty-two to nine. The Eagles gave up. Didn't want to tackle. Didn't like even act like they wanted to be there. What the fuck happened to the Eagles? Yeah, this is. I was gonna say just real quick. This is one of those games where I don't even want to talk about the team that won. Yeah. This is game truly deserves to be talked about how the Eagles lost. Well, before we, I agree, but. Baker Mayfield was fucking Baker's awesome. awesome. Baker I, is awesome. I fucking love that for Baker. Yeah. Because yeah. he was getting fucking passed around like a joint last yep. year. From <laughs> team to team. Like, puff, puff, pass. Puff, puff, pass. He literally just had just enough time for two puffs and then got yeah. sent to the next place. Yeah. And I think he got a raw end of the deal at the end of his time in Cleveland where he yep. was so oh, hurt that sure. year. And like they should have just sat him. Mm-hmm. I, like he's a competitor. He wanted to play, but he just was not right to play. Right. And then he wasn't playing well. And then they kind of blamed him for that I'm like okay well if you could see he was too hurt to do well mm-hmm. don't have him play but you can't punish the guy for being out there if you're gonna let him go out there yeah. like that so I, I love that for Baker that he you know he won a playoff game for yeah. Tampa Bay I love that he's doing this in the NFC South because the Panthers didn't give him a fair shot no, either in my I opinion agree. that roster was just completely devoid of talent <laughs> saw a picture of a Baker um Hand down in the grass, D-line scout team for the Panthers last year. Really? Yeah. That's how they were doing him. 
Like, oh, yeah, can you just line up and be the scout team defensive lineman for us in practice? Behind and, Sam Darnold. <laughs> and now he's, exactly, now he's winning playoff games for uh, another team within your own division. He had 337 yards and three touchdowns, but it should have been a lot more. Kate Otten dropped a touchdown. Mike Evans dropped a touchdown. Mike Evans had the drop He was seas. bad. He was bad in this game. Um, and they won 32 9. And he won 30. So you won on the bad Mike Evans game because next week I'm sure he's going to have a good Mike Evans game and he's going to be awesome. So um, good for the Bucks. Yeah, Mike Evans, three for 48 on seven targets. He probably had three drops, you know. Do so. you think the Eagles just blow it up? Coach, roster, and like I just don't know what they do. Everything feels terrible so in Philly, though. I said this preseason that oh. the defense was going to struggle. We I need to give Jake right. a Philly grandstand here. Yeah, yeah, thank God that Philly's out of this. Philly's just <laughs> awful. And you know who I think I'm going to blame squarely, and this sucks for me to do? It's Sirianni. Sirianni's, yeah. Sirianni's attitude, the the Chiefs video was like, I don't hear anything now, Chiefs fans. Yeah. See ya. And then since that game, they they were 2-6 and six and technically 2-7 and seven with this playoff loss. Um I think Sirianni's going to go. To answer your question about blowing it up, I don't think they're going to have much of a choice. A lot of their like really impact players on defense and some of the impact players on offense are old. Kelsey's going to retire. Brandon Graham and Fletcher Cox are at the end of their career. Kelsey did retire. That right. was a piece of official news. He did retire. He did, yeah. yeah. Lane Johnson is in his 11th or 12th year now. I mean, those are impact players on both sides of the line. And that's where football is really won in the trenches. You cannot keep affording to lose these guys. And now Jalen Hurts, which I want to talk about all these quarterbacks, and we're going to get to that. I will just give you a little taste. Hurts, the problem is he's paid now, and you can't build your roster out. Like, it was fun when Jalen Hurts wasn't getting paid, and you had this millions and millions and millions of dollars to spend elsewhere. Well, now you don't because Jalen Hurts is one of the highest paid quarterbacks in the league and he he played like crap yeah so this yeah. line couldn't block in all fairness to Jalen Hurts this line had a hard time and they didn't the have A.J. Brown in this game but Devontae Smith obviously he he stepped up had eight for 148 but I he think he was truly the only guy on the field that looked like he wanted to he's be there. played football yeah. before for most of that game I think they move on from Sirianni I mean it's just it's just really tough losing both your coordinators in one offseason yeah I mean this is a testament to Steichen and Gannon yeah both those guys losing both those guys both those guys showing some promise at least a little bit Gannon showed me a little bit of something Steichen showed me a ton yeah, I guess my tough. I guess my thing is with Sirianni is I think you could have like had Bill Belichick there and he lose both of his coordinators in one offseason you trying to replace that and be a Super Bowl team I just don't know if anyone could have made that happen so I don't know if Sirianni should get as much blame this season as he's probably getting so I, I hear you on that my thing with Sirianni though is with a lot of other coaches when the downhill slide started would be able to kind of pick the team back up and have right. the guys rally around him kind of thing because I agree that, you know, it's not his fault that the team lost the coordinators and, you know, everything mm -hmm. went south, whatever. But I think because of who he is, that's why it just went into a free fall down. Sure, that makes that sense. Nobody's looking at him like, you know what, that's my guy, that's my coach, let me get my shit together. It's like, oh, this guy's a clown, I don't, you know, and whatever. I will blame Sirianni a little bit for this because if you feel like the offense isn't in good hands halfway through the season, you call the plays. Right. Steichen's calling the plays in Indianapolis. Frank Reich was calling plays. All of it, like it, this thing, same thing happened to Doug Peterson. They lost Frank Reich to the Colts, and Frank Reich was huge for mm -hmm. that Eagles team. Doug Peterson lost his job. Steichen goes to the Colts. 
Sirianni might lose his job now, but Sirianni should have been calling the plays. He's a great offensive mind. Take on that responsibility for your team. Show the team I, I'm putting it on my shoulders. And he didn't. Brian Johnson failed this team, and Matt Patricia really failed this team. Yeah, well, that that's the thing is going into the season, their first idea of a defense coordinator was Sean Desai, who I know he was the Chicago Bears coordinator after Vic Fangio in 2019, and that was a fucking disaster. So I wasn't really that you know, I wasn't that excited about that. When it wasn't working, they decided to turn to Matt Patricia, who you could argue is having probably the worst six-year run going back to the Super Bowl, the Eagles Super Bowl, of any coach yep. in the NFL. 100%. So it's like... It's not really even close. No. I can't think yeah, of another no, one. No, it's really bad. Um, so I guess... It, That's bad leadership and bad decision-making. I know, but I, I think Sirianni deserves another chance in my personal opinion i think they should keep nick sirianni he got you guys to got the eagles to a super bowl last year i think he deserves one more chance and he made the playoffs this year now i'm saying now they were 10 and one and it was a complete meltdown and like i know the whole story of it but it's not like you know this is a guy that won four games this season and you know their team was just booty i don't know i i think he deserves another chance next just, year to me in summary, too childish to be a head coach. Fair. Insubordinate and churlish. And churlish. Let's move on to the game that Jake wanted to talk about the most. The Kansas City Chiefs and the Miami Dolphins. The Chiefs beat the Dolphins 26-7. Tua continues to not play well in the cold. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, I have some stats for you here. He's played 15 career playoff games now. He has 4,346 uh, passing yards, 36 touchdowns, seven picks, 105.7 passer rating with five rushing touchdowns. He's 12 and three 12 in the playoffs. That's 15 games? Yeah. So that's not even a full regular season no. yet. For reference, it took Peyton Manning 16 or 17 years to go 12 wins deep into the playoffs. Yeah. Um, Good golly, Miss Molly. That yeah. guy's Aaron Rodgers has 12 playoff wins. Yeah. Um, he's in rarefied air. Yeah. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievable. Tom Brady air. Yeah. Uh, this was a game that kind of going into it, I expected the Chiefs to win, especially with the cold yeah. and, and everything like that. The only thing I had on the Dolphins was, you know, I, I expected Tua not to play well in this game, and we're going to have a Tua discussion after this. But the numbers say that the Dolphins had a really good run game this year. But once you, if you watch the game on Sunday or Saturday, whatever day it was, they couldn't run the ball in between the tackles. It was all just like their run game consisted of like flashy end arounds and like toss plays that went for 80 yards. Like they're, they don't have a guy on their team that can get you four yards no. up the middle. Right. Like they have Raheem Mostert and Devin Achan. Yep. And that's it. They have two speed backs. Yeah. And that's just not going to win in the playoffs. No. It's just not. And as much as I think Tua deserves a lot of blame here, but I think that was the biggest like uh issue i saw with the dolphins Wh whichever uh show where alex smith is at the table yeah i can't keep track of which one's which 
but going into this game, he did a little segment on that where they showed clips of him playing in the playoffs when it was cold. And it was him like trying to just like run a little toss play. Mm-hmm. And he was like, it, he's like, you don't understand until you're on the field right. and the ball's in your hand. Like you can't make that play like you normally could. And then he showed a bunch of clips of that is a major part of the Dolphins yeah. run game. And he's like, if Tua can't get those pitches and tosses mm-hmm. and get that, he's like, it's going to be a real, real, real hard struggle for them in seven points. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So Jake, do you want to just have the quarterback discussion now? Or do you want to talk about this game a little bit more? I mean, that's really really all I had. Chiefs dominated him. Dolphins didn't show up. Rashi Rice stepped up, 8 for 130 and a touchdown. Uh, Travis Kelsey had another seven catches. He he looks like he's lost a step, and it wouldn't surprise me. I'm calling my shot now. Right. I heard this. Travis Kelsey retires this offseason. So he can start a family with Tay-Tay. I think him and and Jason retiring in the same offseason. They're both going to the Hall of Fame They're going to be going to the Hall of Fame together. They're going to be doing their podcast afterwards. It just kind of makes too much sense for them to both ride off together in the same season. I agree. I think that's right. If if the Chiefs win the Super Bowl, 100%. Yeah. If the Chiefs don't, I still think it's probably a little above 50. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, if they they win, no chance he's coming back. Big time. Uh, Yeah, let's talk quarterbacks. Let's hear it. Well, this all started because we, Saban, Kaiser, Ben, and I were watching the Dolphins game. Sorry, here and Tua is not the answer. Tua cannot win a Super Bowl for the Dolphins. Now, this is only going to be exacerbated by the fact because he is not on one of these top five quarterback contracts that he's probably going to get from the Dolphins, and I understand why they would give it to him, but. This team is going to look a lot, a lot worse when they do pay Tua that much money. So my thing is, why not just move off of it now? And I think the Dolphins are having some of these same internal discussions now as well. Tua is the only guy from that draft class that hasn't got re-upped yet. Um, I think you have to have these conversations about... I even am more confident, and this is really hard to say after this week's game, I'm more confident in Dak than I am in Tua right now. Okay. I, I really think so. I, but I think that Tua, Dak, Daniel Jones is obviously not in the same class, but he got paid, and it's mm-hmm. that whole same theory. Uh, Justin Fields is not going to be a bear next year because of this whole same theory. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I, at what point do you move off of it? That's my question. What is the alternative? Because that's the thing is. Right, and that's why these teams end up paying their guys. Right. I, I get it. I, I get it. I'm just saying, in a vacuum, see Kirk Cousins, Minnesota. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why Kirk Cousins is stuck around Minnesota. That's why the Bears kept paying Jay Cutler all those years. No. I mean, that's it's just like, if you, in theory, yeah, it would be awesome to move off of Tua and find somebody to play better than him. But Tua is one of the 10 best quarterbacks in the NFL right now, like it or not. And you're not going to get someone better than him right now. unless yeah. The only way to get someone better than him is to pen, potentially get one of these rookie quarterbacks at the top of the draft, and you're just not in a position to do that. I mean, if they trade Tua. I don't think anyone at the top of the draft would be like. Why? Because they would want to take a chance on one of these <laughs> top like rookie guys. Exactly. That's, that's my thinking. Sure. And, and but now, the uh, Dolphins can't do that. And what I'm saying is. So that doesn't No, matter. but I'm just saying that because they know what Tua is. Right. Now, my, my 
theory in this was in a vacuum. I'm not saying it's based in reality. I understand why Tua is going to get extended Miami and be the Miami quarterback for the next five, six years. Mm -hmm. But I'm just saying (laughs) I'd rather have Anthony Richardson. I'd rather have, obviously, CJ. I'd rather, I maybe even rather would have Bryce Young, depending. I, I think Bryce Young with this roster would look really good. I, I, this yeah, roster but none is, of that is a real option. No, no, I'm not saying that. I'm just like comparing the quarterbacks just in a vacuum. I'm right. not saying what is actually a real option oh, okay. Okay. for the Miami Dolphins. I right. don't think my, I don't think Tua for Anthony Richardson is on the I, table. I would rather have saying. Tua than Bryce Young. I'd rather have Tua than um, Anthony Richardson right now. But CJ Stroud obviously is better than him. But I'm with you. Like I get what you're saying with like you know what Tua is. But if you, let's say they did have a chance to go Bryce for to a swap somehow, I don't think the Dolphins would do that because that's not going to make them better this year. This year. Next year, whatever. Right. Yeah. In, but when does, when, does it, when does it potentially make it better? I think in the third, fourth year of Bryce, that could make it better. Build this team on a young rookie quarterback deal and develop Bryce Young. That, that team would be better. I think based on what we saw this year, and I know it's just one year with Bryce, I think the Panthers would kill somebody to have Bryce Young be the eighth-best quarterback in the NFL, and that's what Tua is right now. So I don't think that they would. Like, I, I don't think the, the upside for Bryce is, like, so much higher than what Tua is right now. I'm just telling you, this roster is going to be – this is going to be a bad team in three years. Maybe. I, I really believe that. This is going to be a bad team in three years. And they might be a good regular season team, but this is going to be a problem I truly, for the rest of his I career. truly think if they just fix this running game issue where they can run, like be a physical, like run up the middle football team when they need to be, I think a lot of their issues are going to be fixed. But that's just not their identity at all. It's not their identity at any position. But Mike McDaniel <laughs> is smart enough to see what isn't working and fix that. Now, I do have faith in McDaniel. I think yeah. McDaniel will be okay. But you're going to have to change the identity of the entire team. Well, the receiver. The Aren't aren't built for this. The running backs aren't built for this. The quarterbacks not the built running, for this. The running back will be able is going to be easy to find for this. I know what you're saying with the wide receivers, but you can find you can sign Equinemius St. Brown to be your fourth wide receiver and be the guy blocking for you on the outside when on these plays instead of Tyree Kill. Um, I don't know. I just think I I think the Dolphins, believe it or not, are in a pretty good spot, and I'm. You know, I know it didn't work out this this year for him, but I think in the right like circumstance, the Dolphins with Tua can win a Super Bowl. Still, I do believe that. Yeah, and I guess that's where we're different. I don't think Tua will ever win a Super Bowl, but I I think it's because he's going to get paid like a top five quarterback. Yeah. Now, I don't think we're ever going to see a year where Tua has better weapons than he has right now, and that's going to be an issue moving forward. Yeah. So. I, I just don't see. I mean, it he's going to have these same weapons next year. And it didn't work. It wasn't even close to working. So, but they're going to be able to add to this next year too. You're acting like they can't add to this, but they're going to have to. So next year is to his fifth year option, right? Yeah. Which they haven't picked up yet. That's where, that's where the state of the dolphins is. They haven't decided on that mm-hmm. fifth year option where every other quarterback in his class has already been ex- long-term extended. So at that point, what if they don't, what if they don't, he's still going to be the quarterback next year. Right. So you have one more year. In one more year in an AFC that 
lost Joe Burrow from the Bengals, where the Ravens are going to be just as good, where the Chiefs are going to have Mahomes. You're not going to be able to beat the Chiefs. The Bills, are, you're not going to be able to beat the Bills. This team is the fifth best team in that conference by a mile. Yeah, but everything you just told me there, every option that the Dolphins might have isn't going to put them above that. So why would they, would they move off Tua right now? No, no, and worse? that's back to the base and reality thing. They're not going to move off Tua because of all that. There's no better so option right about? now. I'm just talking about quarterbacks in a vacuum. Okay, that's what I'm. That's what I wanted to say. That's where our disconnect was. Okay. I'm just saying, like, if you gave me just in a vacuum a fantasy draft, I'd take Richardson over Tua right now. I'd take. A lot of quarterbacks over Tua right now. I think Tua is way closer to this 15-16 range, and his stats were inflated by playing where he plays and with the weapons that he has. Jake Bond, I, I if you have, gave Bryce Young these weapons, or if you gave CJ Stroud these weapons, that'd be a way different. I team. I have had a lifetime full of what if quarterbacks, and well, you're about Anthony to do it again Richardson's next year, so buckle and, up, buddy. <laughs> and and all this stuff and. In the in the dark dark years of if you could tell me that I could have the eighth best quarterback in the NFL, you would sign up for it. I need to do some research because I'm not buying eighth. I'm really not. We'll fucking do the make it make the list, and he will be in the top ten. Um, but yeah. Anyway, that's that's that. Alex, do you have anything on this? Uh, not specifically the quarterback, but thinking about the weapons because Tyree Kill has already said he was going to retire when his contract's up. Yeah. Okay, and that's only couple more years a year or two from now yeah but did we see his the clip of his need well oh. his house burned down oh, but Legarius yeah. need jamming him at the line yeah. and just knocking him and he said what what did he say jammed my ass all the way to cancun <laughs> jammed my ass <laughs> sent him all the way back in out of the playoffs and i was like man but good basically all-time good guy tyree kill because yeah, that's kill. fun that you can well like, all-time good guy you're right. Phrasing. All phrasing. time good guy. Uh, all time fun. Oh, he can make guy. fun of himself. All time personality. Yeah. There you go. He can make fun of himself. Yeah, that yeah. he's not trying to, you know, I feel like most of the discourse I yeah. see between guys in the NFL, like if you got a clip of you getting yeah. your ass beat, it would be like, oh, well, he did this or that was a penalty or, you know, cheating, bitching, whatever it may be. And he's like, damn, he really you know, busted my ass all the way to vacation. My, like, my, that's, my biggest that's hang good. up with Tua, Tua just, he doesn't elevate anybody in this roster. Tua does not elevate anybody on this roster. This roster is elevating Tua. And that's we're going to see where the fall off here soon. That's fair. What does Jake hate more? The city of Philadelphia or Tua talking by low ceiling? I should say, it's hard to tell. It, it's not even, I'd like Tua. He's a great guy. I'm just... I'm having the same thoughts to myself about, I think there's a conversation to be had about Jalen Hurts. I think there's a conversation to be had about Dak. I think Daniel Jones was a stupid decision. That's This is why Justin Fields is not going to be on the Bears. This is a huge conversation around the NFL. That's but all I was But this has thinking. been going on for... You, you are just now realizing this is a thing going on in, in the NFL because you've been spoiled by good quarterback play for most of your That's life. Fair. That's this fair. This has been happening in the NFL since we've been alive. So it's like, this is nothing new to us, brother. Ben, this is the part where you play uh, the Beauty and the Beast song. Tale is all yeah, this time. Yeah. <laughs> uh, like, this, is, this has been happening forever. So this quarterback conversation that you're having has been happened, has been had, and nothing's going to change because there's only 32 jobs. And if you're in the top half of this profession, you're going to get paid like a top half of the the top yeah. 10 quarterback and yeah. that's just how it is i, I get it yeah. I, I think this is just a testament to roster construction more than anything yeah because what's the best team in the nfl right now 
the Niners. Exactly. With the quarterback. And look at their roster construction that they're allowed to have because of. Yeah, you just have to get the rookie quarterback, right? Yeah, like 100%. Because you, you can draft look at the, the rookie Seahawks. quarterback. Yeah, and it's like, you know, you can draft the rookie quarterback and it just doesn't doesn't work out, mm-hmm. you know? So look at the Bears, their entire franchise history. How you mean? What are you talking about? 2018 with Mitchell Trubisky, you know? 2017 when we drafted him. 2018 we would have won the Super Bowl if – never mind. 2020. Let's with, not get into it. 2020 with Justin Fields. Um, let's I, – I, I'm going to let Jake DeBond have, have two minutes here maybe. Uh, Bill Belichick out as the New England Patriots head coach. Tell me about it. How? What were your feelings? Oh, man. I mean, the ding-dong, the witch is dead are the feelings. Yeah. The Patriots are dead, thank God. But Bill Belichick was – uh, talk about guys rising him up. That that and that team just rose Bill Belichick up, and Bill Belichick's ego took over. And I think there was literally a quote that came out that Bill and Robert had a conversation, and Bill basically said something along the lines of "I can do it without Tom." Well, but we've seen how that turned out. You lost your job, buddy. And he's what forty six and fifty six or something without Tom. Something just disgustingly ugly. Uh, Bill's going to get another job somewhere else, and he's going to fail miserably because it's not the Patriots organization. It's going to be awesome. Um, so is that what you think? I kind of think that too. That like, I do actually think that. I, I, I truly think it's uh, like he's just too old. He's been doing it too long. Yeah. To me, he's somebody who's not going to be like super adaptive. Like he's stuck. Like he has his ways, his Patriot way of doing things. And I just don't think that's where the league's at right now. And I yeah. just don't think he's going to be successful. The only no compliment that I would give Bill is I think Bill's roster construction was amazing. But the problem was that he was allowed to do stuff like that because he had the greatest quarterback of all time. Right. And that really filled a lot of holes. And Well, their roster construction wasn't even that great. Like he wasn't able to fucking get a wide receiver in that building for 20 years for Tom Brady outside I mean, of Randy Moss and Wes Welker. And Julian Edelman had oh. a great career. Oh, what are we saying about uh, Nikhil Harry? Nikhil Harry, Chad Jackson. What are we saying about Juju Smith-Schuster? What are we saying about who's that kid they drafted? Keyshawn Booty. Yeah. Uh, what are we saying about yeah. those guys? He wasn't very good at uh, evaluating. Oh, so you hate position. Danny Amendola? Yeah, I do. I Julian just, Edelman. How many more superstars Edelman. do you want? I'm just going to keep naming guys. Dion Branch. Dion Branch. David Givens. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> David Patton. Okay, now we're just naming dudes now. They always had a good defense, That's too. always a good they time for good some defense. bros to sit around and just name yep. some guys. Just you guys know? naming dudes. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, Belichick is out. Pete Carroll stepped down. Uh, I think he's going to coach again. Jim Harbaugh's taking NFL interviews. with uh, He interviewed with the Chargers and the Falcons. Bill Belichick interviewed with the Falcons. Just a quick, who's older, Pete Carroll or Bill Belichick. I think Carroll by like a year. I think Carroll is. Yeah. By I think they're 72 and 71. Yeah. Something. They're both outrageous dirt for yeah. a football guy, but. And then the greatest college football coach of all time retired Nick Saban. Uh, I have a few Nick Saban stats uh, for you and then we'll wrap up and get out of here. <clears throat> uh, I want to do one thing too. 206 and 229 at Alabama. He had 45 all Americans. He had seven national titles. Uh, at Alabama and LSU, he won 84.7% of his games against the SEC, most ever. Zero losing seasons in 28 years. Uh, 109 weeks ranked as the number one team in the country, most all time. Uh, had more first-round picks, 44, than losses at Alabama, 29. Pretty crazy to think about. Uh, 12 conference titles, uh, 11 in the SEC, one in the MAC, And uh, only coach to win a national title in three different decades. 
pretty good. All that stuff is never going to get touched. It's really sad. I was, I was like, I was kind of emotional when all these guys, because all this happened in like two days. Carol, Saban, uh, Belichick, like we're old. Like these are the guys we grew up watching, and Nick Saban retired. Like he's been the face. I'm of not old. Football. He's old. Yeah, oh, yeah. I'm not old. He's old. Yeah. Fuck you for that. But I'm not. I, it just made me sad more than anything that we're losing these guys. I'm so old. I remember Nick Saban coaching the Miami Dolphins. Remember that? <laughs> yeah, that was a bad. That was bad. Yeah, bad, people, bad, for, people bad forget chopper. about that. But I remember old. How bad is this going to be for Kalen DeBoer at Alabama that he's going to be the it's first guy? It's an impossible guy? situation. Yeah, I think that's why a lot of these coaches didn't want it because you don't want to be the first guy after Alabama. You want to be the second. Yeah. Because it's still a great program. Because I think DeBoer is a really good coach. Right. IU's finest. In 2019. IU's finest. Thank uh, you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, now the head coach of Alabama. But yeah, just in a really, really bad spot now. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to say shout out Nick Saban. Yep. Incredible, incredible career. Legacy. I want to do one more NFL thing with you real quick. Okay. okay. Rank the open jobs right now on what you would want the most. Okay. And right now, I'm just going right now. I'm not speculating sure. on any other coaches that may get fired. But Commanders, Seahawks, Falcons, Chargers, Raiders, Titans, Panthers. Chargers. Chargers won. Chargers won just because of the quarterback. Right. Um, and you're in L.A. I don't think I want any of the other ones. <laughs> well, just the uh, somebody's got to take those jobs. Uh, what pick did the Falcons have? Eight. Uh, I was like, if you can get a quarterback there, then that one might not be so bad. Uh, Mel Kuyper seems to think that the Bears can uh, trade Justin Fields for the eighth overall pick. So if that can that happen, then just Kuyper said that. Yeah, he I said just, that I, on ESPN. I, I thought I saw that from like man. a poo-poo shit posts no he said Twitter that account. on ESPN oh man that's just living in a world that doesn't exist <laughs> yeah I think it would be if it would, for that to happen it would have to be Justin Fields in like a second and you know some other stuff that's because of Mel Kuyper's brain he's like Justin Fields is really good at Ohio State right yeah <laughs> but uh yeah I would say probably the commanders and then the rest of them just because of the new commanders ownership. then the rest yeah it's you kind do of want the commanders yeah just because of the new ownership they have a new GM new that owner. I think they have mm-hmm. They kind of had their shit together now. So Tell you which one I don't want: the Panthers. I yeah, don't want the Panthers. Worst. That's a not last. at all. I don't know if I don't know if I would take that job. Zach Parsons would take that job. Right oh, now. that's what we need to talk about. There's oh. a lot of open coaching coaching positions, and it just happened to show up on the time hop today. Oh yeah, true. Our very own Zach Parsons is yeah. an all time coach. Yeah, career record twenty seven two and one. Yep, I think that was the soccer that coach. We pulled. Yep. Um, you want to apply for the Colts job? Kinda. He. I'm just saying. There's a lot of need for good coaches, and I just want to put that out into the universe. I appreciate that. Thirty games, twenty-seven wins. It's a ninety percent win percentage, baby. It's not bad. That's just math. That's just math. That's just math. My phone. My my. You know. Three one seven. Six. Easy there. <laughs> the line is open. Uh, DM me on Twitter. <laughs> Which owner's worse, Jerry Jones or David Tepper? Tepper. You'd rather be a coach for Jones? Yeah. All um, right. I yeah, also just want Panthers' just worst job. Owner talk. Last thing. No, don't. Let's not. I don't want. I don't want to talk about this. Yet. Oh yeah. How about the Colts owner needing Narcan to stay alive? Jimmer saying I'll maybe say overdosed again last month. There's there's a lot of speculation that I'm not talking about. He's actually old. Has respiratory issues. Yeah. Allegedly, he was at the game like in December after that happened. So I'm not. Who knows what's true and what's not? Uh, who knows? There were some things today. All right, that about wraps us up for episode 44 of the Second Unit Podcast. Uh, Thank you, everyone, for listening. 
Uh, follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Twitter, Instagram, the whole nine yards. We'll be back next week to break down the divisional round and uh, all all the other stuff that's going to happen. But until then. Happy birthday, Michelle Obama. We still got beef because you took our salt in high school.